Bruchim Haboyim. Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin the Authentic Jewish Ideology podcast, episode 28. Koyach, Kol Hashem Bekoyach, 28. Be'ezos Hashem. Today I want to talk about something which might require you to get yourself in a relaxed place where you can think quietly, maybe while you're driving or operating heavy equipment might not be the appropriate place to be, but even so, you can listen and maybe contemplate more on what we will talk about later when you arrive at a relaxed situation. I want to quickly elucidate how is it that we know with such firm conviction that the authentic Jewish ideology that we possess is actually correct and true. Now, I am very aware that different groups in, in, in authentic Yiddishkeit have different opinions about certain things, about Dalkei Avoida, about Musar, about many, many things. But I don't want, we don't have to get into the details so much. We're talking about the Ikarim, the main pillars of authentic Jewish ideology, as I perceive them and as, way, as many other B'nai Torah perceive them. And the details, you know, flow from that, from those Ikarim, from those pillars, per the understanding of individual Torah authorities. But the pillars are the same, more or less. Okay, and the answer that is, I want you to think about the following, okay? I knew the Stipler, the Chazanisha's brother-in-law, okay? Uh, we have to start from a certain uh, first premise, okay? So for me, that, let's say, would be the Stipler. For other people, it might be a very famous Rosh Hashiva that you knew or some other important rabbi, but I'm going to use myself as a template, and then you can fill in the blanks with names that are pertinent to you. That's fine. I, but but the, I want you to get the gist, the message of what I'm saying, and you will be able to cut and paste that as to say with your names and authorities. Okay, I, I knew the stipler. The stipler was an unbelievable goyen. We have his farm. We know this. And, uh, and he was not a weak personality, to say the least. He had very, very strong opinions about everything, and he had um, amazing self-confidence. Okay. He was not, he wasn't just a person, he wasn't a yes-mensch, okay? Just to say, yeah, 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 and go along with groupthink, okay? Now, that keeping that in mind, when we ask ourselves, what was the stipler's feeling towards the authority of the Chazanish? And we know that he was absolutely made himself like didn't exist in the presence of the Chazanish. When the Chazanish would say something or would conclude an opinion, that was the end of the story. And the, and, and also as regarding the Chazanish as a person, he, he totally saw that the Chazanish was superior to him in his mind. Okay? Okay. Now let's take the Chazanish. Okay? The Chazanish was in no way a weak personality. He wasn't a yes man. He was an unbelievable critical thinker. Very, very critical. We know this. Okay, this I'm not. I don't have to. Nobody's making this up. This is a, this is common knowledge. And how did the how did the the Chazanish look at the Chafetz Chaim? Okay. Now the Chazanish will disagree in halachic issues with the Chafetz Chaim and the Shabbat. That's part of Torah. But how did he look up at the Chafetz Chaim as an authority, as a Torah authority? He looked up the, at the Chafetz Chaim with unbelievable respect and gave his opinion fantastic weight. Okay. Now, let's go up another step. The Chafetz Chaim, we know, was a very critical individual. We know that, okay? We know that 
and 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 he and the Chazanish, you know, uh, looked up to him and respected it and gave his opinion. Right? The Chofetz Chaim looked up to his rebbeim. These are going to be the Talmidim of Reb Chaim okay, with unbelievable respect. And what they said for uh, for the Chofetz Chaim that was like Tyrmi Sinai, okay. Okay, now we go to the Talmidim of Reb Chaim We know who these people are: the Nachas David, the Mishkan Sankim. I mean, the Karen, the um, many, many Goinim. These people were unbelievable, critical individuals. They were not people that just flowed with the with the general opinion. How did they look up to Reb Chaim They looked up to Reb Chaim with unbelievable respect and gave his opinion unbelievable weight. And and how did Reb Chaim Look up to the Grah, you don't know? Okay, well, everybody should know that. He looked up like his word came straight from Hashem. Okay, so you see where I'm going with this, okay? And the, and, and how did the Grah look up? Now, the Grah was, had a very, 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 as to say, wide shoulders and could disagree with the Kadmonim and did. But when it came to the pillar, you know, with the ideas and the essentials of Yiddishkeit, how did he look up to the Beis Yosef, Okay. The Gwa was an unbelievable critical individual, we know that. And the Beis Yosef looked up to the Rambam. I'm skipping somewhere, but you see where I'm going with this. And the Rambam to the Goinim. And the Goinim to the Amoroyim. The Goinim, the Goinim were very short time after the Amoroyim. And no Goyin, as far as I know, ever thought to disagree with an Amoraic opinion. Okay? Why not? <laughs> because they knew that they were much, much above them. And the Amoroyim to the Tanoim. The Amoroyim don't disagree with Tanoim. And the Tanoim to the Anshikinah to the Nevi'im, Nevi'im to Moshe Rabbein. Okay, so we have a tradition, one step after another, of extremely critical individuals, okay? These are not idiots by any standard, okay? Even our, our most terrible uh, antagonists, Will not say that Chokhmah Yisrael were, you know, were wimps. They were very, very, <clears throat> excuse me. They were very, very, very strong individuals, and they were very critical. But they always accepted their previous uh, 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 rebbeim's opinion because they saw that these people were much on a much higher level than them. Okay, and everybody knows if you're a little bit educated in Jewish history, knows how how difficult it is. To become accepted as a Torah authority in Klal Yisrael. This doesn't happen because your father, maybe there are some Hasidish groups where your father gets, because your father was a Rebbe, you're also a Rebbe, but that doesn't work that way in, 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 not, in not Hasidish circles, okay? The, the, to, be, to be accepted as a Torah authority, you have to pass the most rigorous, critical, uh, um, unbelievable tests. And you could you and you could lose that status in a minute, okay? The Noidib Yehuda, for instance, was not looked up to as a Torah authority because he was a tall guy. He was a tall guy, okay? Because he was an unbelievable Torah authority. And in every generation there were other Torah authorities who who, who decided who the main Torah authority is. These were not, you know, blind people following somebody who they thought was good. This these were very, very critical individuals, extremely, extremely ruthless. With their criticism, and if you pass the test of the general Chachma Yisrael and became a Torah authority, that means you deserve it. And we have a straight line of these authorities all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu. And if you think about this a little bit, you'll really, really grasp how strong and how healthy is is our Masorah of you know authentic Jewish ideology. 
So think about that a lot. Ponder on it. And have a great day. Goodbye.